welcome to a toast to rom-coms. I'm Marie. I'm Allison. And we are winding down this bitch of a list. Getting through the top 50 Rotten Tomatoes rom-coms of all time. The old list, not the new list. And we are on today number... Nine. Nine. Single Single digits. This is so exciting. I can't wait to do movies I want to do. Me too. And I, I agree this was a good starting place. It was just, it was just a long list, a long list of garbage. Fifties a lot. This has been, <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a year and a half of movies. Sure has. So number nine on this list is another oldie. I don't know. I don't remember what the last old movie. Some like it hot, right? That was our last old one. Yes. And we have another old one, even older. It is Shop Around the Corner. So, Allison, if you would have run down those facts for us. I would love nothing more. Shop Around Around the Corner came out in 1940, starring uh, Margaret Sullivan, Jimmy Stewart. Is it Jimmy or James? Because he's listed as James, but I feel like it's too formal. I feel like he's a Jimmy. (laughs) You feel like you know him well enough to call him Jimmy. I mean, didn't he go by Jimmy Stewart? I don't know. I didn't think it was James Stewart. Anyway. You call him whatever you want to call him. I'm going to call him Jim. My pal Jim. Um, (laughs) Also stars Frank Morgan as Mr. Matichek. And I'm going to give an honorable mention to Felix Bressart, who played Mr. Pirovich. And I loved him. I thought he was adorable. So it was directed by Ernst Lubitsch and written by Samson Raphaelson and based on a play by... Miklos Laszlo is how I'm going to say it. Did you say the director? Could you do the director one more time? Ernst Lubitsch. Okay. Not bad. Hey, can you (laughs) tell me who... I'm sorry. I know they were not the main characters, but I want to... Could you tell me who Peppy and Vadish was? Yes. I didn't recognize them. Maybe you would. Um, Vadish was Joseph Schildkraut. I'm thinking he was a German actor. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And Peppy was William Tracy. Okay. I'm not familiar with him. The only one that like I recognized was Mr. Madovich right. from the Wizard. He was the Wizard in the Wizard of Oz. Right. Yeah, that's the only person I recognized. I didn't even. It seemed like Margaret Sullivan was a pretty big actress back then, but I didn't even recognize her from anything. I didn't either. Yeah. She, she was lovely, though. Apparently not in real life. I heard she was a bit of a diva, if you will. Yes, yes. But our pal Jim, he really enjoyed working with her, so he had nothing but nice things to say. Jim loved Margaret. Maggie, yes. if you will. We'll call her Maggie. <laughs> Jim and Maggie. Yep. Like this. I love this. <laughs> um, so I wanted to get down to the drink. And we had some issues with the drink this week for 
problems not of our own making. Well, yes, number one, quarantine. Okay. We've talked about it. It's a thing. We're over it. Okay. So we ordered all of our liquor ahead of time. Like literally three weeks ago. Oh, I going on four. Yeah. Going on four Mm -hmm. from this one particular website. And they were very sneaky about labeling things special order and saying that the special order, like they did not put special order on them. And it was things you wouldn't expect, like lime vodka, vanilla vodka. Yeah. Like who thinks that special order? Melon liqueur. When things weren't in, like in two weeks, we finally checked our email box and Allison figured out that these things would take longer and they wouldn't ship all of the rest of it until everything was in. So finally, my wonderful husband, Bernard, bugged them and bugged them until they took one of our special orders off and we got our shipment. But they refused to answer Allison. So Uh, Yes, I'm very sad, very upset because... I was more excited about the drink that we were going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it fit more. I did too. So the drink we were going to do was the Red Carnation. And if you've never seen this movie, um, it's the original You've Got Mail. Exactly. So um, the way that these two people are going to meet is they're both going to have red carnations. So that was our original drink. I honestly don't remember what was in it besides vanilla vodka and um, sparkling pomegranate water, I think. Yes. Those are the only two ingredients I remember. So fuck you, liquor store. I will not mention your name until Allison gets her order in. Ooh, good call. Uh, good call. Um, thank you. And then we are having an infidelity punch today. Because in the movie, Mr. Matovich fires Jim when he thinks he's having an affair with his wife, Mr. Matovich's wife, that is. Um, In this, there is vodka, whiskey, triple sec, grape punch, but I'm just using grape juice because I don't know the difference. Did it say grape punch? I think it said grape punch. Sure did. Okay. I'm using grape juice too. (laughs) And, And fruit punch. So I got some some Welsh's grape and some juicy juice going here. Yeah, I have I have Welsh's as well, and then I have Big Win fruit punch, forty nine cents, baby, (laughs) for a big thing, forty nine cents. Now we did. It was a lot of juice in this recipe, so we cut it down by half. But if the taste isn't there, we might just go back to whole. But. I mean, it's not a lot of liquor. It's only t- like a two shots of alcohol. Like two. Yeah, full- it's like one vodka, half triple sec, half whiskey. Is that it? Yeah. And I feel like that wasn't going to be a lot compared to how much juice. It was supposed to be four ounces of fruit punch and then six ounces of grape juice. And to me, that seemed excessive. It's a lot. So let's drink. Cheers. Cheers. It's fine. The whiskey vodka mix is weird to me. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I'll be able to drink too, no problem. Yeah. It tastes like grape juice gone bad. Yeah. What do you think? I think it tastes like jungle juice at parties. 
Did you ever? I've never tasted it. Nope. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was just um, what ha- what they called it at like our college parties, jungle. Like I don't know. But I've heard of it, but I just never had it. It's just a mishmash of alcohol and shit to try to mask the alcohol taste, so you get really well, wasted. Whatever was like last remnants in the bottle, you dump it all in, and I'm pretty sure that's how it went. I never drank it though. I mean, I did once, and then I never drank it again. <laughs> <laughs> You learn from those mistakes. Yes, because it it sneaks up on you. How did you feel about this movie? I liked it. I don't think it deserves number nine, personally. I didn't think it was that funny. I thought it was very cute, though. I like the characters. I like the story. But it's one of those movies, though, like, I feel like I didn't take a lot of notes. I took one page front and back of notes. Just I didn't think that there was a lot to kind of pull from. Yeah, I didn't take a lot of notes either. And I agree with everything that you said. I would totally watch this movie again. I know I'm kind of jumping ahead. But I liked the movie. But I don't know. Like, I know it's a rom-com, but I don't think of it as a (laughs) rom-com. Mm-mm. I chuckled a few times, but it's not like some like it hot where I was splitting at the sides, splitting yeah. at my sides. I don't know. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. So, I mean, I was good with it. I liked it. Like you said, I don't think it, I, number nine, does it deserve to be on the list above other movies? Yes. Yes. But I wouldn't have put it on this list. I would have put it probably 40s. Replace me, you, and everyone we know with this guy. Mm -hmm. Mm. Even Maggie's plan, 38. That's fine. I keep blocking that one out. Yeah. I can't. I just see her crab walking trying to hold semen in her vagina. Hilarious. I think that was supposed to be the funniest part of the movie, and it just fell so flat. All of our regular listeners are probably like, don't talk about this again. (laughs) And the not regular listeners are saying, what? (laughs) That's what happens when you turkey-based yourself with semen. You got to be careful. Don't drip out. (laughs) Gross. Yeah, so... I'll start it off just by saying, why hungry? That was, hey, can you see my first note there? I literally, I same thing. I put hungry question mark. Like <laughs> my mine says why Budapest question mark. Yeah, <laughs> and who knew that there were so many American English speaking people in Budapest? And and honestly, like. I could have sworn this was just taking place in New York City. Yep. <laughs> there seemed to be absolutely no fucking reason why this was taking place in Budapest. What? Not the only thing I can think of. I mean, I think the doc or the doctor, the director seemed from there. Like he seemed maybe German or something. But I, that's my guess. I don't know. But yeah, didn't make a lot of sense to me. No. Not at all. And 
of all of the characters, I think Vadish had a little bit of an accent, a little bit. But Vadish and Pirovich. 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 Pirovich had one. And everyone else was white native English speaking. No, no idea what they were doing there. Nope. I don't either. Um, Yeah. So I thought that that was the one unbelievable thing to me. Like all these expatriates, I guess, over there. In the 1940s. In the 1940s. Just working at a department store. Nope. Just, but I don't know why. They never get into how they moved there, why they came to be there. (laughs) No, they sure don't. And then you said Vadish seemed like he had an accent. I couldn't tell if he had an accent or if he just talked really fast. That bothered me the whole time. He talked so fast. Did you pick up on that? I was too busy, like, looking at his outfits to really, like, pay attention to his speech. Because they were something. He was a very snazzy dresser. So, were these gifts from Mrs. Matichek? I I don't know. Okay. Yes. Yeah, the stuff he he brings up. Oh, you didn't give a summary. Okay, this one. This will this will help make things clear, listeners. It's gonna clear everything right up. Sorry, we've been really bad with summaries lately. Uh, I mean, we always end up doing them. Yeah, uh, it's true. So this movie is about people who are in Hungary, who are clearly American, who work in a shop, and um, one of the women that gets hired becomes kind of a love interest for one of the guys and it like we said before it's like you've got male scenario so unbeknownst to them they'd been leaving letters in them letters for each other in a post box because he answered her ad in a paper and so they're falling in love with each other by writing each other letters and then they hate working with each other and they think they're really annoying and then you know rom-com coincidence they like he finds out it's her and it starts to like fall for her. And um, I mean, that's pretty much it. Right. But in the midst of all of this, there's this whole thing where the head of the shop owner. What does he do, that- Marie? What does he do, Marie? Tell me the th- what theme rom-coms have taught us. So the guy finds out that his wife is cheating on him. Okay. And what's he do, everybody? You should know this by now. He tries to commit suicide. The great rom-com trope. Because it's hilarious and just so heartwarming to throw suicide in a romantic comedy. Just warms the cockles. I have no idea why they feel the need to include this because there were plenty of other ways. Okay. I'm getting ahead of all of this. So that was another big thing. And we'll get into why that's a big thing in a little bit, but just know that Mr. Madovich and his wife cheats on him and Mr. Madovich gets pissed and depressed. I'm trying to count the movies that have suicide attempts slash dying 
really fast. So while Allison's doing that, I'm going to go ahead. We talked about like the first unbelievability is all of these Americans in Hungary and the 1940s for no reason. And it really does seem like no reason because they talk about how hard it is to find a job. So I don't understand that at all. But anyway, moving on from that. You would think that they would have just stayed in America because America seemed like the place to get a job. So a lot of people migrated to America at that time, I think, because it was the place to... I just... I don't know. I don't know. Um, So far, there's been, by my count, eight movies. Okay. With, like, suicide or dying. Well, no. You, ten. Sorry. Did you count train wreck in there? Nope. Eleven. Yep. Oh, and I didn't count grain, Groundhog Day, but there's suicide in that too, so 12. How about murder and some like it hot? 13. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, Moonstruck. Didn't somebody die in Moonstruck? Heard the husband. Her husband, but it wasn't on film, so can we count that? No, you're right. Okay. So you were so excited about that. I know. I want to watch that movie again so bad. The death of his hand. I lost, I my, lost my hand. hand. I, I lost, lost my bride. <laughs> I w- we should make a shirt that just has a wooden hand on it and that quote. And then has like a toaster rom-cons on the back. I, w- I w- wish that we could have it holographically. like Yes, like <laughs> doing the motion of thrusting (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why it's that funny but when you see it like (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah still free on Amazon Prime so Moonstruck Moonstruck yeah oh nice not this movie no $2.99 suckers yeah I don't think it's worth it If, if it's on TV watch it sorry i'm getting ahead of myself but i wouldn't pay 2.99 sorry jimmy jim Mm. jim so one of my next unbelievabilities was how big of a staff is in this store it's not that big of a store that it needs um an errand boy a manager a cash register lady and three clerks or four guess four yeah but the two two girls and two guys right yes but no three guys and one girl i don't know what the other girl did there were there were three girls total there was margaret sullivan cash register lady and the one with the little funnel hat at the end yeah and then there was that's, the lady with the black hair cash register lady yeah, that's cash register lady. And then I didn't think the other woman was a salesperson. Mm-hmm. But then Pier Pierovich, Vadish, Jimmy, and I this, guess her, and then Margaret. So five. Yeah. Five. So that's seven people working there. So it's not that big of a store. I can understand having seven people staffed, but not all at the same time. 
Mm, you, I see what you're saying. Different shifts, different days. You don't have them all there at the same time. Yeah, that does make sense. And now that you say it that way. Yep. So it's just inefficient. Maybe this is why they're so broke over in Hungary. They can't afford people's jobs. They don't know how shifts work. Everyone's working every day, all day. Man, that would be terrible. I would hate doing that. Um, I did not have a lot of unbelievability in this movie. I didn't either. I mean, besides the obvious, like everybody speaking English in this town and, mm-hmm. you know, didn't seem like they were natives. Um, I had maybe just a couple. Okay. Go for it. So I didn't understand why they treated Mr. Matichik with such reverence. I found that to be unbelievable. I mean, he's just a shop owner and they all treated him like the sun shone out of his ass. Yeah. The opening, the car door for him, the bowing. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. He was very temperamental. So I get that they all wanted to be on his good side. He wasn't temperamental. He just tried to kill himself when he found out his wife was cheating on him. That's all. Oh, I thought he seemed temperamental. I'm kidding. Oh, oh. (laughs) I should not pick up on that. I thought that, and this is probably going out of order with yours, but that's okay. Uh, The whole, like, the boss telling Miss Novak what not to wear to the store it, it's not that she was wearing anything inappropriate. He just didn't like the colors or something. To be fair, I hated that fucking shirt. Cause she, I hated everything she wore. So I don't know if you read this in the facts, but they chose it on purpose. Like they wanted her to look kind of frumpy, I guess. But that blouse that he told her not it to wear, it was awful. I saw her wearing it at the cafe and I was like, ugh, no wonder why. Now, I guess it was like a contrast to that one lady we can't decide what she's doing who was like, oh, this silver box. I didn't know if I should buy it or not, but then I did. And it was so expensive. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Like it's a little bit of a contrast there, but they never really concentrated on that woman to need that. I agree. Not that I'm complaining about it because I did like the length of this movie. Oh, an hour and 39 minutes, baby. Yeah, it was good. It was, yeah, it was very nice. Matovich actually firing Jimmy. I was, thought was unbelievable. Mm, I didn't think so. Because he thought he cheated on, on, or he thought he had an affair with his wife. Let me modify that. Okay. I didn't understand what evidence he had that Jim was having an affair with his wife. So to fire him seemed excessive because why did he think that? Well, he explained it at the end. Can Er you re-explain it to me? Yeah. He said that he got an anonymous letter saying that she was dating an employee which I think one thing that the movie needed was more focus on that letter. They needed to have some more because it was just like a little nugget thrown in there. So 
he said he got an anonymous letter from somebody letting him know that his wife was seeing somebody from the shop. And he said that uh, Alfred was the only one who knew where he lived. He had been there on several occasions, sent his wife flowers before. um, And like they had a relationship where they knew each other to begin with. And he just didn't think anybody else did. That's not very solid footing for that accusation. No, but I think if you think your wife is cheating on you with somebody you work with, you going to think logically? No. Probably not. All right, whatever. Boom. I hate you. And your ice glass clinking everywhere. Good. I'm going to clink so hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me one of yours. Um, I, my next one, calling off work because you got stood up. Come on. Oh my God. Her whole drama queen act. Cause I have that as one of the things later on. Like, oh, are you? Yeah. When she's laying in bed and he comes in, he's like, you just need to concentrate on getting better. Bitch, get the fuck out of bed. She's not Your life sick. Is not that hard. She's right. just wallowing in self-pity because her date didn't come like come on how many women have been in that position before and they've just like had to deal with it you just go to work yep yep it's not that hard be responsible so that was unbelievable um my next two are kind of nitpicky that cafe had a full orchestra in it it was a giant cafe. <laughs> I didn't really think about that until you said it, but like it was very deep. It was a deep cafe. It wasn't a dance hall. There was no <laughs> stage. I think it was just they turned the corner and down a hallway there was an orchestra playing. Cause that makes sense. Maybe maybe that's the whole reason why it was in Budapest, because that's normal over there. Sure. Okay. Coffee shops. You gotta have a any- full-on band. It didn't. It didn't add anything to the plot. Nope. Either. Like being it in references- Hungary. Yeah, it references stupid cigarette boxes. Really? But that was about it. Yeah, Those- because they were playing the same song that the music boxes played. Oh, I thought you meant being in Hungary. <laughs> I was like, were they Hungarian cigarette boxes that you could only get if you lived in that country? (laughs) My last unbelievability is expecting to get engaged after meeting this dude one time in real life. I don't know if that is unthinkable in this in that time period because 1940s is between the two wars i don't know what year was this man 40 did it say well it was, you remember that intro thing nope. did it say what year it was in the intro mm, no i wasn't paying attention well enough i should have been i don't think so um and i really think that's it i'll say one more thing but i feel like this is personal preference when mr madovich was in the hospital 
his pajamas were buttoned <laughs> all the way up. What uh, the fuck? Oh, see, I didn't think you were going to go there. I thought you were going to go how fucking fancy they were. There's some fancy ass pajamas. Oh, uh, that they were just I can't get over the button. Anytime like I was watching a video clip today um, with Conan, Kevin Hart and Ice Cube and a student <gasps> driver. Oh, it it's so funny. It was it's fucking hilarious. I, I was loved dying. That. Yeah. But Kevin Hart always buttons his polos all the way up to his neck, and I don't know how that's comfortable. No. I had a onesie on that has the capability to zip up to my neck. No, I'm not doing that. You you stop at like three to four inches. My daughter gets upset if I zip my jacket too high. <laughs> she pulls it down away from my neck for me. She's concerned that you're going to get like a little skin pinch. That's right. <laughs> so we're very zipper conscious around here. I mean, after there's something about Mary, you have to be. <laughs> Remember that time when they showed his balls stuck in the zipper? That was something. Oh, my God. I blocked it until you just said that. I did not recall that at all. I did. That was a, I don't know if I ever listened to that podcast, but we got deep into some shit that time. All I remember is us talking about whether a guy's cum can reach his forehead and he jerks <laughs> off. And I'm pretty sure Bernard was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I We got a little um, gross. Trashy? Yeah. I wouldn't say trashy. I think maybe honest. I was talking drinking-wise. Oh. <laughs> I was talking drinking-wise. <laughs> it's like trashy is harsh. Uh, wasted. You want you want to you want to hear a trashy? You can go to Sabrina and listen to us watch the girl smoking a cigar out of her vagina. Oh, I forgot about that. That was crazy. That is crazy. Did I leave that on the podcast? I don't remember. <laughs> but I just remember the vagina blew out the smoke after she inhaled it. Because it's yeah. a she down there. <laughs> and she just. But she inhaled it with her vagina. And then exhaled it. And yeah. smoke came out of From her, her vagina. vagina. <laughs> All of this happened out of her vagina. <laughs> oh my God. I just wanted to make that clear. Even though it would have been amazing if she had inhaled through her mouth and exhaled through her vagina. Holy like, shit, that would have been so good. <laughs> I don't think the system works that way. <laughs> what if she would have inhaled through her vagina and it got exhaled through her butthole? <laughs> that would have been funny. That would have been. She would have had to have had a pregnancy to do that. Because they snip you. Oh. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> It's like, wait, so, me, that's what it is. I was like, so having a baby is going to allow the smoke to get into that space. <laughs> it's just going to open things up. Sometimes. Oh, I see you're almost done with your, oh, you're done with your drink over there. Listen, I always come to party. I drank a bottle of wine last night during book club, so. 
what book did you read it for book club um it was called sputnik sweetheart and it was the worst and i don't recommend it Ooh, that's harsh it was like a really weird um i think it was like a like an intellectual kind of book but it was like also trying to be like 50 shades but in like a smart and mysterious way but there wasn't any actual like love or romance or anything there was just a lot of rock hard penises and small supple breasts and nipples and i was like kind of grossed out by it well i don't understand why would you mention a rock hard penis if there's no sex like how do you know it's rock hard i mean the narrator what no. Oh, the, was the narrator a boy? Yeah. Okay. The narrator was a boy, and he was laying next to his friend who he had a crush on, and he got, and I quote, a colossal erection, the biggest he'd ever had. And I was like, this is gross. Like, it's really gross. And then there was also another um, imagery that was pretty weird, too. It was <laughs> this girl was sweating so much so that her pubes looked like grass with dew in the moonlight. It was fucking weird. What? Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird ride. Did anyone like it? Nope. Well, uh, the person who recommended it did. Okay. <laughs> but she was like, I figured all of you would hate it. <laughs> I was like, that was mean. Because <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Um, okay. Are we ready to move on to obstacles to them being together? I think so. Okay. Um, I'm going to give one and it's, they hate each other when they're face to face. (laughs) So they just like rub each other the wrong way. I would say that's a pretty big obstacle, but I think that might be the only obstacle. I think there's minor ones though. So like that major one and then the minor one of him getting fired. So maybe never seeing her again. But he got rehired. Yeah. that's uh, I said minor. I said minor. All right. And then um, them only really being able to express themselves through letters. I think that just makes it romantic. All right. Well, fuck my other ones then. <laughs> Do you have anything to add to that, bitch? Nope. All right. I gotta down <laughs> this. Give me a second. Talk okay. about talk about the movie for a second. Okay. There were some good quotes that I highlighted. This could tie into the obstacles um, of them not liking each other. He said, you're cold and snippy like an old maid and you'll have a hard time getting a man to fall in love with you. That shit hurt. Yeah, that's really rough. Um, so there was that. And she said a bunch of mean things to him about his soul being like a cigarette box or a lighter that didn't light or something. I didn't think it was that mean. I thought the old maid was. And then as soon as that happened, James came into the room and said, Mary, you're an old maid. (laughs) (laughs) Because in a podcast that he listens to, they like quoted that. 
and he doesn't know what it's from. And then he heard that and he was like, is that what it's from? And I was like, no, honey, it's, it's a wonderful life. And he was like, but they just said it. I know it's close. Very close. He was like to get him to watch that. I will. It was so funny though. Cause he was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, very sure. (laughs) (laughs) But So over and over again, he just said throughout the night, Mary, you're an old maid. Oh, I think it was a Conan podcast where Dana Carvey does an impression of Jimmy Stewart having sex with somebody. Dana Carvey did stand up. Oh. Like that wasn't one of the stand up bits, I think. Maybe he did it on Conan. I don't know. Okay. Because he did it on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And it's very funny. I don't want my memory of my pal Jim solid <laughs> like that. Do you find Jim attractive? I I do, but I don't like the suits. Like they looked a little zoot suity in this movie. Like they had like super broad shoulders. I actually like like that. I liked his double breasted suit. Did you? I did. I don't know why, but I don't. I'm not really attracted to him. I'm more of like a Gregory Peck kind of guy. Mm, see, I, I'd go Jimmy Stewart over Gregory Peck. Good. Bernard, yeah. who are you more attracted to, Gregory <laughs> Peck or Jimmy Stewart? He's thinking. It is a tough call. Jimmy Stewart. Okay. I go Gregory Peck. He just said, if I were attracted to him, what? (laughs) He answered it, and he thought long and hard. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's a fun fun game. Yeah, I think Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think he's too much of a goody-goody for me. No, that doesn't bother me, because... No, that doesn't bother me. I'm thinking, like, at least I think Gregory Peck has a little more meat on him that you can, like, hold on to. And I like Gregory Peck's deep voice a lot. Mm, Yeah, yeah, that's a solid point. I mean, because they have, like, they are, like, tall, dark-haired men. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, here, Jimmy Stewart or Cary Grant? I would probably have to say Cary Grant, but it was very close. I just feel like Cary Grant would be wild. I you agree. Have to experience that. Yeah, I think so too. If James was up here, he'd be like, "I don't know who these people are," because <laughs> he's the worst. <laughs> they're they're black and white film people. He won't watch that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Yep. All right, I am done with my drink, so I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready, too. Jimmy Stewart height was 6'3". Oh, that's funny. He looked taller. I agree. Gregory Peck height. He was also 6'3". Maybe they were brothers from the same mother who got... They were separated at birth. (laughs) No. No. Although Gregory Peck has those nerd glasses. I love the nerd glasses. Yeah, that's nice. I loved, and I know you hated it, but in Notting Hill, Hugh Grant's glasses, I loved those nerd glasses. Oh, those glasses. Those weren't nerd glasses. Those were grandma glasses he was wearing. 
I want a pair because they're coming back no. and I want a pair no. so bad. No. <laughs> no. Even though I love Molly Ringwald, like her wearing the grandma glasses and pretty in pink, it was horrible. I didn't like them there either. Someone's here. You ready for I this? See. I am ready. Mary, you're an old maid. So dumb. Is that from <laughs> Comedy Bang Bang? Yeah, Scott Ackerman says it all the time when they were going Jimmy Stewart. Man, everyone's wearing their toast to rom com shirt but me today. Well, you're a loser. Anyway, so I made an adjustment to my drink. Yes. What'd you do? Because I'm not a fruit punch person. See, Bernard and I were talking about how the grape juice was too intense. Really? Yes. So I don't like fruit punch. Maybe I had too much fruit punch. Maybe I had too many fruit punch Gatorades being like hungover or something. And now I just have an aversion to it. It's like how I don't like blue Gatorade anymore. It's because that was always my chaser. I don't like it. So I just did grape juice. So here it goes. I think it's a lot better actually for my taste for my tastes. So how many ounces of grape juice did you put in? Five then? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you completely overtook the fruit punch and just combined those ounces. I did. All right. Cool. All right. What are we thinking about chemistry between these two? I think Jimmy, our friend Jim, is another man who would be hard-pressed to not have good chemistry with somebody. Hmm. I thought their chemistry was really good, especially the fighting and stuff. Like the first scene that they had together about um, the cigar boxes and how she manages to sell it. Like they have that whole competitive thing. I liked that. Um, What did you think? Everything for me with Jim pales in comparison to his chemistry with Donna Reed and It's a Wonderful Life. That chemistry was smoking. Yeah. And it's a wonderful life. That scene where he like grabs her and is like shaking her. I know people have problems with that nowadays, but then he like hugs her and kisses her. And I just thought it was really sweet. Yeah. I honestly want to watch that after this. If James isn't playing video games with his friends, then I want to watch it's a wonderful life. Cause I didn't watch it this year for Christmas. And oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. I don't know why. So I, I just think it's it wasn't as good as that chemistry. So it I was a little disappointed in it. And I know that's not necessarily fair to judge by. It's not because it's a different story. And like they didn't come into a lot of like physical contact, you know. And I yeah. think given the story that they had, I I liked what there was. I like the cafe scene a lot too, even though it was kind of, it was, it was mean, <laughs> but I like that. And it was so funny. I was watching it and I was like, man, you've got mail is like exactly like this. Cause I kind of <laughs> didn't really pick up on it that you've got mail is like the modern day in 1998 of this. Um, but I was like down to the flower like what i think and you've got mail that you've got mail all the way through it's cute but it's a little long okay but i mean i think we should definitely do it tom hanks you know is a gem absolutely 
he is a national treasure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever told you this, sorry, but keeping on the Tom, Tom Hanks train, whenever he was filming Mr. Rogers down in Pittsburgh, um, one of my friend's husband worked at the hotel or like one of the places where they were filming and he bought the entire staff lunch. Was he filming at that building? Yeah, I think so. That's really nice. I know. Damn it, Tom Hanks. Damn it. Also, I love to be so wonderful and not know us. I love him and CRJ's music video, I Really Like You. Have you ever seen it? I I really, 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 really like you. You should. It's great. I know James has a special place in his heart for her. I do, too. Oh, I, I only know Call Me Maybe. I don't know any other songs by her. Oh, man. Our favorite one is Run Away With Me. And it's like way better than Call Me Maybe. That's hard to believe. It's really good. We played it at our <laughs> wedding. And we it, we started... I remember this. This is probably like the last um, non-foggy moment I had. Um, we were chanting CRJ on the dance floor and I think everybody joined in and didn't know what they were chanting (laughs) until our DJ played it. It's real good. I'll check it out. You should. I did enjoy the cafe scene. I also enjoyed the end scene where he started fucking with her. I liked that a lot too. It was hilarious. Oh, something else that I feel like needs pointed out, but I didn't know when to point it out but i totally appreciated how this movie may have invented catfishing like did you pick up on that jimmy stewart was catfishing her so like when he was getting fired he said to pirovich Mm -hmm. that he couldn't go meet the woman because she was expecting a pretty important man and he totally misrepresented himself in those letters. And I was like, oh, he's got this to This is it. I didn't think about that, actually. That's that's very interesting. Yeah. So that caught my attention. Um, yeah, that end scene was pretty amazing. Um, just how cool he was playing it how he's saying that he met the man from the letters and he gets her all freaked out. I liked it. He has her try on the necklace. Did you catch that quote? She goes, are those real diamonds? And he said, pretty near. What does that mean? But to (laughs) me, I think no, (laughs) (laughs) that means pretty near means no. I sparkled that glass up real nice for you. <laughs> but then he like kind of grabs her and he's like, what does he say at the end? Whenever he grabs her and he finally wants it to be like, he wants it to Our be. Our pal a- Jim loves a good grab. He does like a good grab. You know, sorry, off topic, but I thought it was really interesting that our pal Maggie got top billing. So did I. Especially at that time, like a woman having top billing. 
I don't know. She, like I said before, Maggie has like huge acting chops and she has been in a bunch of stuff. I don't think anything that I had ever heard of before. Maggie Sullivan, Margaret, if you look her up on IMDb, I just want to see how many movies she's been in. If we check out her filmography, 22. So not that many actually. Do you like the title of this one movie? Little man. What now? <laughs> I hope it's one big confrontation. There's this one. I don't think you've watched it, but I don't know why that just reminded me of um, Middle Ditch and Swartz's Swartz's comedy thing on Netflix. They have this whole thing about a guy who's just named Short Paul. (laughs) And you have to watch it to think it's funny. But every time I think about it, I laugh. I'm going to watch that after we finish <gasps> yes. the bag. Oh. We are on. I thought you were going to say. Second. I thought you were going to say after this podcast, and I no. rescind my exclamation. After Fleabag, we're on the second season of Fleabag, and there's only six, like half hour or so episodes per season. Oh, that's not yeah. bad. No. I'm on second season of Schitt's Creek, and there's 12 20-minute things per season. Okay. So it's the same thing. I love Eugene Lovey's son, Daniel Lovey. He's my favorite character. He's so funny. He has, like, these hilarious facial expressions. They look so much alike. Oh, my gosh. Uncanny. Do you think that... Our good friend Jim is sad that his last entry in IMDb is as a voice in an American tale, Fievel Goes West. I don't think so. When did he die? I don't know. Look it up. You're on his IMDb. It usually says whenever they die. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Well, that was in 1991. Um, Wow. 97. He was 89 when he passed. Oh, that's a nice long age. Oh, I didn't know he was born in Indiana, Pennsylvania. I did. Good for you. I know shit. So you were like, ooh, I really should know when James Stewart was born and where. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> Jim, I'm sorry. Yeah. You and your intimate knowledge. Yeah. Um, We were watching Civil War today, which is probably like maybe my favorite movie ever. I know it's cr- it's kind of silly because oh it's a Marvel God, movie. Oh my God, you're talking about Marvel. Yeah. I thought you were talking about a movie of the actual Civil War, no. not Marvel. No, the I'm Avengers talking about the classic clash between Tony oh. Stark and Steve Rogers and how that is the Civil War. Oh my god. I fucking love that movie and I don't remember why I brought it up. Oh, I do because I read like a bunch of trivia on Marvel movies. So I was telling James, I was like, ooh, this part was improvised and ooh, this part happened and like this is what this stunt went wrong whenever this motorcycle fell on Sebastian Stan or whatever. Your boyfriend. My boyfriend. My imaginary boyfriend who I met once. True story. Yeah. I'll watch Civil War. Out of context, it probably wouldn't be good. I mean, I know enough about Marvel <laughs> that wouldn't be out of context. Like, I know I've watched all three Iron Mans. 
Ooh, I've watched Infinity War. Yeah, I watched I've watched all the Iron Man's. I think I saw two of them in the theater. Those are like not good. You need to watch all the Captain Americas. The first Iron Man's great. The second Iron Man is uh, meh. And then the third Iron Man is meh. That's the one with all the Iron Man's, right? Yes. Yeah, I didn't care for that one. I think that I definitely saw that in the theater and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then you have Mickey uh Mickey Rourke like has that Yeah, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Jacked like Russian dude with weird That's gray weird. dreads. Yeah. Uh no, I Civil War is my favorite Marvel movie. Here's a question. Was he playing the same character as the second doctor in the Toby Maguire Spider-Man series because he had tentacles too. Mm-mm. He wasn't Doc Ock. I actually don't know what yes. his like villain name was. He had like whips. He they did, were not tentacles. They were not tentacles. They were like electric whips that he could like kill people with. Whoops. Cool. I didn't I because I was thinking maybe they were tentacles, but they're not. They're not tentacles. Um. Yeah, but love that movie. I was like, oh, I hope I have enough time to finish it. You did. I did. Everything with a toddler takes time three, so you're generally okay. I'm not known for my punctuality. No, it's a family trait. What are you going to do? So chemistry, I have to say, I like Pirovich's chemistry. Sorry if you heard that. I just dropped my notebook. Okay. <laughs> I like Pirovich's chemistry with um, Jim better than Maggie and Jim. Yeah, I liked how Pirovich was helping him at the end uh, mm-hmm. with the whole wallet thing. That was really funny. She was going to give him the, one of those stupid cigar boxes or cigarette boxes. And he was like, you should you should give your guy a wallet. A wallet's very romantic. And then Pirovich like really sealed the deal. Meanwhile, both of those presents suck. Oh, I think a nice wallet is good. But it can't be your only present. No. That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, do they stay together, you think? Yes. I agree. I think they stay together. I think they complement each other nicely. I think that they're a couple who could have long, intimate conversations for hours on end. Wow. You really thought about that. No, it just came to me. Okay. <laughs> No, like with their whole book stuff and, you know, talking about the world and their cultural conversations, as he put it. Yeah, I don't care. I like fart jokes. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Seriously, my dog has been ripping some gross ass farts. It smells like somebody lit a fart candle in my room. I don't know. That's horrible. It's really bad. It has like a skunk aroma to it. Mm-hmm. Do you think she got into something? No, that's how it always smells. Oh, okay. Uh, what comes next? Moment they fell I... in love? Yes. And that's hard for a couple reasons. One, the pull pen pal thing. Because, well, then I was just going to say, like, maybe for them it's not on screen, but then there, I feel like there is a moment when they realize it's each other and. Because he knows before she does. 
And I think he falls in love with her beforehand, like maybe even whenever he goes to visit her when she's in bed. But I don't know if I can decipher a moment. Hers was definitely the letter. Like she was devastated when he didn't show up. So hers was definitely off screen. And even you hear her talk at the end. Part of the reason why I think it's difficult is because at the end she was talking about how she did like him in the beginning when they met. Mm -hmm. There's that. And with him, I would say it's after the cafe. Like, I think he started realizing it at the cafe. I don't know. They were writing letters. It's with the letters. Can we talk about the end scene where he lifts up his pants? Oh, I have that written down. That it's really fucking weird that she made him lift up his pants to make sure he wasn't bow-legged. Like, was that a thing back then? I don't know, but I know what was a thing. Sock garters. (laughs) I thought those were fucking hot it like i felt like i was looking at something like inappropriate whenever i saw them i was like i kind of want to close my eyes and i couldn't describe why can you imagine like having sex with someone while they're wearing sock garters no how about the undressing process when you realize they're wearing sock garters oh god i mean are they hard? What if, like, what if James takes off his sweatpants tonight and he has sock garters on? James isn't even wearing underwear, let alone sock garters. If it's quarantine times, it's like sweatpants if you're lucky shirt. But it was really funny. We were both wearing our Toast to Rom-Com shirt and we got pizza today. We both got in bed and we were watching Civil War and we're like, we both got to take off our shirts because we can't get anything on our shirts. So we're both sitting in bed topless eating pizza. <laughs> like fucking Jabba the Hutt's just like, mom, mom, mom. That's the good life right there. That's a fucking good life. That's how I know I've met, I, met my match. <laughs> shirtless eating pizza together just to preserve our shirts i was like i can't get a stain on this shirt if i get garlic sauce on this shirt it's all over i'm with i'm with him if it's quarantine there's no underwear there's no bra it's just for warmth i'm glad protect the shirt at all costs protect the shirt iconic scene my iconic scene is the cafe scene oh okay why is that it's a rom-com coincidence of him seeing her there and then they have that back and forth. But it was a real toss-up between that and then the moment at the end when he takes out the carnation and puts it in his lapel. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Because I thought of that too. But I feel like we just keep coming back to the cafe scene. See, I really liked that opening scene when they were all gossiping outside of the storefront no i mean but she's not there are you talking about when she's when she comes in and she's gossiping no i'm talking about the very first scene where he's putting vadish in his place and the girl comes up with her silver fox and then pepe comes like it's it's peppy not pepe not, he's what not am I calling him? Pepe, like a Spanish name. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, Pepe. He's the Spanish Pepe. Seriously? Yeah, Pepe. Pepe. 
<laughs> you you have to know that you're doing it. This is like access and access all over again. Peppy. Oh no, don't start. Access. <laughs> you're saying access, right? Access. Hollywood access. <laughs> Cuz that's all I I need to access my bank account. Yeah. Okay. I'm drinking an excess of alcohol. Excess. <laughs> Boom. Now there's a third one to go with it. <laughs> I think, English, baby. I, I think the title of my weekend is excess of alcohol. <laughs> hey, you deserve it. I'm not I'm not saying I don't deserve it. I'm just saying I don't want to deal with the repercussions of it in the morning. Yeah, I can sleep in however long I want. Um, right. hey, how do you I just want to ask you, would you have did you like the cigarette boxes? Did you think they were fun? Would they help you be candy conscious? Okay. First of all, I don't smoke. Okay. I love candy. I love chocolate. (laughs) I do love chocolate. However, I do not eat like 40 pieces of chocolate a day to where I would need a reminder not to eat chocolate. Second of all, if you need to eat chocolate to be happy, just eat chocolate to be happy. Don't smoke to be happy. It's bad for you. (laughs) Um, PSA. PSA, smoking's bad for you. The chocolate boxes or the cigarette boxes, whatever you want to call them, I did think they were cute. I think it's a but, cute jewelry box, not a cigarette correct. box. I would never use it for something I have to open multiple times a day. So if I was visiting Hungary, would I buy a music box like that and bring it home? Sure. Maybe, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's cute. If that was like a big song in Hungary, if I had heard it, I would have been like, oh, this is a cool memory. Yeah. I would not put chocolate in a box <laughs> and then like open it multiple times a day to get a chocolate. I thought it was sad that she was explaining to that to like a clearly overweight like woman of the house. <laughs> it was I... very insensitive. <laughs> But but she kept, it was smart. She kept changing her explanation of the box to suit that woman's needs. So she was a a very good sales lady. She was a good sales lady. It was completely inappropriate. But I really loved how you kept seeing those cigarette boxes in the store. Like a year later, you're still seeing all those cigarette boxes because boom, Jim was right. Ooh, Actually, I'm really glad that you brought up that. I wanted to mention something that this movie has that not all of the movies do have. It's the passage of time, which I think makes a more convincing story or more convincing um, like reasoning for them to stay together because there is that passage of time. They've spent that time together. Um, and I like it. It's like the when Harry met Sally and it's same with um i don't know i was also thinking train wreck that happened too um mm-hmm. yeah so i thought it was cool i don't know like i don't remember 
how much time has passed. I know time has passed, but I, I don't recall how much. Do you remember? I do because at one point he said six months. Okay. And I think that was right before he got fired. I swear to God, I fucking watch these movies, Allison. But you just remember more detail than I do. I mean, I'm going to forget this after this, but I remain, I, na- I remember like names and numbers. What about you with the music boxes? Would you have bought one? No. I mean, it, it was pretty, but it's like, exa- I agreed exactly with what you said. If I was going and if it was a souvenir, I would like get it and make it like a little keepsake box. Mm-hmm. Not something that you have to open a million times a day. No, it's like something. It's not what you would put in a department store. It's something that you would put in like a little tourist store full of tchotchkes mm-hmm. and like little shit to to buy and sell to tourists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not with people who live there. Yeah, that's a good call. Do you remember speaking of little stores that had like tchotchkes and stuff? I love those stores, by the way. Hilton Head had its fair share of those. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I still have this little wooden skull coffin <laughs> that I got when I was like 17 because, of course, I did. And I still put like a bunch of little shit in it all the time. When you, I don't, I lived at home until I was 29. Okay. So I regularly purged my shit. And now I live in like a smaller house. So like there's not a lot of display room. I don't but I wouldn't call your house a smaller house. I would call it like a regular house. You think so? Yeah. Okay. But like once all the toddler stuff goes away, there's gonna be display room and I regret getting rid of stuff that I feel like could be out later on. So this is just another PSA. If you're younger, maybe hold on to your little shitty things you bought out of memories because you might want them one day. Yeah. I I love purges and then I regret them. I do too, but I usually purge stupid shit like receipts and papers that I don't need anymore and clothes that I've grown out of mm. because I'm still growing because I'm a little girl. <laughs> but i do think that we have a decent amount of display space still like i'm looking around the room and i'm like oh there's still wall space and stuff yeah so well getting in with that you said there's not a lot of talk to talk about and the facts had talked about how they did a radio adaptation of this with Maggie and Jim reprising their roles and the radio adaptation was 30 minutes long. So they shortened it from an already short movie to a shorter, much, much, much shorter. They kept 30% in. 30%. So when we say there was not a lot of meat to this movie, there's just not a lot of meat to this movie. It's a good movie. It's cute. Yeah. Watch it. If yeah. you if it's free, you have a free afternoon. Yeah. But it's definitely not like rom com list worthy, I think. It's it's like you said, it's not a big time commitment. It's cute. You know, mm-hmm. I do like Jimmy Stewart a whole lot. 
same. Um, Margaret Sullivan was fine. I thought she was charming in her own way. I didn't care for her. I can't tell you how shocked I was whenever Peppy stopped Mr. Matichik from killing himself. Are we in final thoughts territory right now? That's what I was doing. Cool. <laughs> well, we didn't make an announcement, so I just wanted to make sure. This is I, final thoughts. I really liked Pepe. I Pepe. did not. I thought he was a little Pepe. shit. No. From the moment where he pretended to be someone else on the phone with Mrs. Matichek, and he pretended to be the cashier, I thought he was hilarious. Then he came in like all decked out after he stopped Mr. Magic from committing suicide. I thought it was I thought he was funny. I did think the call to Mrs. Matichek afterwards where he was like, you know, give my regards to Vadish or whatever. Mm -hmm. That was funny. But I do. I think I thought he was a little shit. No, I liked him. Yep. Sorry. But Sorry, but I like them. The first time you watched this, were you shocked about the suicide attempt? Because I seriously like sat there with my hand over my mouth like, <gasps> this happened. So I knew it was going to happen because the way I found some of these drinks was because I read the summary to the movies to find the drinks so we mm. could pre-order the alcohol so we would have it on time for the podcast. Oh, it's like, nah. But, um... So I knew that there was a suicide attempt, but I didn't know who was trying. Um, I thought that the Christmas tree they were decorating in the store window was the worst job of decorating a Christmas tree I've ever fucking seen in my life. Like Charlie fucking Brown did better. Yeah, I yeah, for sure. It was horrible. That's they so both funny. should have been fired. I hope that the Christmas tree that they sent Mr. Matichek was better. Oh my god, it was it was awful. Did you see how they were putting fucking tinsel on that tree? Like who fucking does that? I hate tinsel to begin with. Oh <gasps> you shut your mouth. I do. I don't like it. I never use it. I also well, don't now like- I know how you feel about my fucking tree every year, bitch. You put tinsel on your tree? Garland? No, but I'm talking about like the the little stringies. Oh no, we don't do that. And there's one I love. That's, I love that. No, that's what I'm talking about. That's whenever I think of tinsel, that's what I think of the little stringy guys that get stuck everywhere. Good call. I'm talking like there's the garland that's tinselly too. That's fine. But I like the garland, but I don't want to fucking cleaning it up every year. Yeah. I'm not a huge garland person. I use a ribbon. As, yeah. I feel like you've picked up on that. Like, I'm not a huge garlic garland person. I almost said garlic, and then I was going to have to shut my mouth because I am a huge garlic person. Garlic's amazing. <sighs> I got, we got Milano's pizza today, and I always am like, um, I need at least two extra garlic sauces, please. Like, please, as much garlic sauce as you can. And every single time I go in to pick up the pizza, they're like, oh, you're the garlic sauce girl. I'm like, yeah, that's me. I like I'm that way with what how, I'm never sure how to pronounce it tzatziki sauce. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it's give so me good. extra tzatziki. It'll be an extra. I don't care. Just yeah. give it to me. Yeah, give it to me. I know. I want to dip my fries in it. I want to like just spoon. Like I could just eat that shit. 
make a face mask out of it. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I want it. Did you know that Lush has like a garlic face mask? I did not know that. So it's tea tree oil and garlic and the tea tree oil. I'm not a fan of how tea tree oil smells. I told you I tried to put some on my face and I had to wipe it off immediately. Yeah. I could take it. It's so strong. I like do like little spot treatment with like tea tree oil. But if there's like a pimple under my nose or something, I can't do it. Yeah. Like remember how mom used to make those garlic butter noodles and they would just go delicious. Those were so good. Yeah. Um, any other final thoughts for you? I loved um, Jim's face when the lady said that she didn't want to hear the music every time she opened for a chocolate. Yes! And his look, he was like, I fucking told you. His, I wrote that down. He had like such a shitty grin. Yes, I loved it. That was Absolutely really good. It. I also liked, I forget who said it. But they were talking about getting another apartment. And the one guy, I fucking forget who, talked about entertaining. It was Jimmy Stewart. So Jimmy Stewart, did he want to entertain? Yes, he he did. And Petrovich was like, who are you, an ambassador? Yeah, who are you entertaining? I'm like, it's like our whole HGTV thing. Like, I just need a, a space to entertain. This is for entertaining. You're like, who the fuck are you entertaining? It's so funny. I, I'm glad that you brought that up. I wrote that down. I meant to talk about that. Yeah, it was great. I hated um, Varish. I thought like from the Vanish. first... That one. Um, I was thinking Lord Varish. <laughs> <laughs> also a, an incredible douchebag. I went back and forth with him. I kind of liked him at times. What? I didn't mind Lord Varys in Game of Thrones. Oh, fuck. I'm thinking Baelish. Oh. I'm sorry. You no. should be because that's huge. I love Lord Varys. Okay, good. Because I do too. And I was downplaying it because you had such a strong reaction. <laughs> I'm thinking Baelish. Sorry. It's been a while. I need to reread them. Maybe after the Outlander series is done. Um, there was a... We were like browsing for something to watch today. And in the drama series Jon Snow's face was was on like the whole little um icon and I was like oh I miss Game of Thrones and James just goes well it's over so and I was like wow clearly you don't miss it not to some of us yeah I'm just waiting for a new book came out uh Um, I don't have any other final thoughts though no I think I'm good except for psychologically i'm very confused well how else are the fuck are you gonna be confused physically right no it's gonna be psychologically you're fucking confused we get it i'm very psychologically mixed up yeah i know i thought that was a little dumb too but other than that i it give went this- against her character yes she seemed very sure of herself at all times which is something that i really liked about her i liked that she had like a sassy kind of personality because mm-hmm. it was a little bit different for this time period she was independent it seemed like an independent woman i'm an independent woman 
Mm, I am sometimes and sometimes just not. No, sometimes. Most of the time I'm not actually just because I'm lazy and I want people to do things for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just being honest. I give this movie three stars. That's exactly what I was going to give it. It's funny. I would watch it again. I think it's one of the movies that you will pick more like pick up more on. Yeah. When you watch it, like little quotes here and there and stuff. I'm not sure if it's a Christmas movie or not. What do you think? I say no. Okay. So you think it is it more drama or more comedy? Drama. I think right. it's more just like a romance movie, not rom-com. So, so I probably wouldn't want to watch this if I was going wanted to laugh, Mm-mm. but I will watch it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I get the chance, I'll watch it again, too. So our next movie is going to be His Girl Friday. A lot of oldies coming up, guys. A lot of oldies. Yes. Um, Pretty much the whole top ten is oldies, except for one. This next one it is Cary Grant. Mm-hmm. Is it Katherine Hepburn or no? I don't think it is, actually. I'm not sure who the girl is in his Girl Friday. It's definitely Cary Grant. I know it's Cary Grant, and I think it's an older one because he has like jet black hair, doesn't he? I've never seen it actually. I watched it once. Um, his Girl Friday. It's another hour and a half movie. Yay! Rosalind something. Russell. Rosalind Russell. I do love me some Cary Grant. So I think this is one you have to pay attention to. The dialogue is very quick. Gotta have subtitles. Oh, absolutely. If you don't watch with fucking subtitles, you're a fucking fool. <laughs> and I will stand by that statement. Yeah. Okay. All right. No. <laughs> hey, guys. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It's very important. It's going to get us more stuff so we can keep doing this longer exactly you know we're official because we don't know what it gets us more of we just don't get us more stuff and honestly i don't know what it's for either but please write review and subscribe no it gets us more like street cred (laughs) (laughs) like the more we have of it the more itunes is going to recommend it and the more people who pay us to add their to to do ads they're gonna be like hey guys you want to do like a me undies ad and i'll we'll be like sure and then it'll we'll we'll be big okay that's how that's how it goes <laughs> in my vast podcast knowledge so please we rate don't review know subscribe about movies we know barely enough about podcasts we know so a lot about drinking though we do drinking and bullshitting. We are fucking experts in. Follow us on Instagram at Toasty Romcoms. And follow us on Twitter at a Toast to Romcoms. Um, I'm not gonna lie, the Instagram's way better. Allison does an amazing job with that in the pictures. Thanks. So you're welcome. Keep that up. Um, and until then, please. Watch up, drink up, and cheers!